All right, guys. Happy Friday. Welcome back. Episode 61, Kneel Down Podcast. Another week, another Christmas draft. And it's snowing right now in our location in southern Wisconsin, so it makes it feel right. Nothing is better. There's no better feeling than watching it snow outside, knowing you don't have to leave your house. I think there are a lot of better feelings, but that is a great winter feeling. It is. Uh, Today's draft, uh, we're going right down the list. We got... Christmas treats. So we can do food, we can do drink. I feel like this is going to be subjective to some people on what Christmas treats are. Uh, but when you uh, when you initially sent this over, I got the I got the first pick, uh, and I didn't think there was a 101. But then I I uh, I went back to my childhood and what treats did I have every year and I enjoy the most, and now I got a 101. And I'm nervous. You texted me this morning, and I was trying to see if I could trade you something for the 101. Um, I mean, we know Russia's really good at doing some trades right now. They just they they just fleeced us. So, oh god, the mercy of death. Trying to get it in my bag, but wasn't able to get it. So I, I don't even know if my 101 is your 101. So we'll see here. But I don't know. We'll get right into it. I don't know if there's an exact name. For these cookies, but they're the peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kiss on top. No, <laughs> yes. Oh, you ass! As soon as I started thinking about them, like, huh, those are fire. We have them every Christmas gathering. I couldn't leave my drafts without those. Oh, god <laughs> damn it! Let's go. I feel I feel better now. I thought I was gonna fumble the bag with the one hundred and one. You were. <laughs> you were going to. <laughs> oh man i feel good all right i think i mean i've got a lot and i and i and you know me i'm not a big sweets treats kind of person but i'll have any of these if i see them out around the holidays um and i think just to get a staple it's not my personal favorite it's probably not even in my top three Getter, and it's just gonna be just some nice hot chocolate, hot hot cocoa. Whoa, that was gonna be my fourth pick. I didn't know if you were gonna take that or not, but yeah, I think this uh, just Christmas tree. You're watching movies, cocoa with some marshmallows and some whipped cream. The integrity of this draft, I take is one hundred and one. He's he's tilting for votes already. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was my favorite. And when you said you didn't know, I thought I was going to get it easily. I really didn't know up until I, I, had to, I had to sit down with no TV, no phone, really just me and my thoughts and think about what was what was my number one. Uh, I feel uh, like number I, two, yeah, it's got – n- Number two, just got to be basic. I don't even know the flavor of these things, but it's just the basic gingerbread men cookies. Lose don't like draft now. You don't like gingerbread men? No. Bro, the it's like a cinnamony. I don't even know what the what the real flavor of gingerbread is. Yeah, but it's, it's so good. Challenge, but it's a cookie. I'm good. Oh my oh my god. You're you're in the minority this one. Have you ever had the little Debbie gingerbread men cookies? Little Debbie, I don't think so. 
Yeah. So gingerbread is ginger, cloves, nutmeg, and cinnamon, sweetened with honey, sugar, and molasses. It's L- it's amazing. Little Can't Debbie gingerbread. Let me look. Gingerbread. Or maybe it's not that. Oh, it is Little Debbie. I don't know if it was Hostess or Little Debbie. Yeah, yeah, those are fire. Right. Those are so Kriegs is gonna Kriegs will agree with me on this one. Oh man, man. All right. what's your what, what's, your, what's your second pick here? I think I'm gonna go again, double the one, but there are the pretzels with the Hershey Kiss and M&M little snacks. Oh, yeah, I made those last year. There is a name for them, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you melt the Hershey, you, you put it on, put it in the oven, melt the Hershey Kiss on top of it, and put M&M's on top. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll write that down. I'll have to figure out the real name for it, but yeah, that's a good one. It's just a nice, like... It's like something rain. It's like a reindeer or something. Yeah, it's just a nice little snack. You can put four or five on your plate or just add a handful. So I have chocolate-covered pretzels on my list. I'm going to erase that because that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um. Ooh, third pick. You took my only drink, so I'm going all four treats here. Uh, I'm going to go just the basic chocolate peanut butter bars. It's a Rice Krispie Treats with a layer of chocolate on top of it. Okay. Yep. Those are staple for us. What about you guys? Um, not necessarily. I think there's a different one that's a staple in my family that I I might go with, with my last pick. Um, but that's definitely, you know, I feel like you see those at, you know, Christmas work, you know, work parties. Um, they're easy to make and yeah, it's a, it's a it's definitely one that you see all the time. Yep. All right. I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with just the, the sugar cookies that you make at home and that you and your family, you frost together. So frosted sugar cookies. Yeah, that was that was the very last thing I wrote down. I have It, it took me two whole lines to describe what I w- wanted to mean on that. I, I wrote down sugar cookies shaped like trees and candy canes with sprinkles and frosting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, so what do you want this to read? Sugar cookies. Um, fr- frosted sugar cookies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely on my list, but I had no idea how to describe it. And I think those are more a lot for like when we're younger and kids because we got to design them, put all the frostings on, make them into like our favorite team colors, you know, whatever you did, and then loaded them with sprinkles and, you know, powder stuff. I don't know. I, I think the kid aspect was better. And now as adults, I, I don't make them really anymore. Maybe I'll have to change that. Right. Uh, this I associate this cookie with Christmas, but it's it's not technically just a Christmas cookie. Snickerdoodle cookies. I only make them around the holidays, and they're I think they're just magical because I only make them one month out of the year. I look forward to them every year, and yeah, can't go wrong with a good good Snickerdoodle cookie. Oh yeah, Megan's grandma is I I don't know again I'm not a, I I don't know if I really eat I don't really eat Snickerdoodles, but Megan's grandma makes amazing ones from what Megan tells me. I just won't eat them. All right, my number four. Gosh, I have I have four. I have four more. Oh, I only have one more. I'm gonna go with, and this might uh, this isn't cheating. It's not cheating by any means. Reese's Christmas tree. No, it's not cheating at all. 
It's it, it's a holiday candy. It's, it's a like holiday treat. treat. It's it's it's. I mean, Reese's is the best can chocolate candy out there. Put it in a Christmas tree, just like you do an Easter egg, and it's better. So Reese's Christmas trees. How you want that to read? Uh, Reese's Christmas tree, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the the only one I left off my list, and I I know you're gonna make a face to it, but they're so good. It's again, it's the little Debbie Christmas tree, just like the costume oh for anybody. But it's the Christmas tree. <laughs> Isn't it like the white and then has like the chocolate like line oh, no. like the line? I know what you're talking. Those are the zebra cakes. I'm talking about the cosmic brownie version of Christmas. It's literally just a green tree with <laughs> with, with uh, ornaments with uh, the uh, sprinkles on top. Okay, is that your pick? No, we only did four. Our draft is over. That was the only one left. Let's in my do list. one more. Okay, well I'll do that then. Well, you <laughs> said because you, you said you had one more on your list. Yeah, that's the only other one, so I'll I'll take it. Okay. All right. I've got I know I got one that I really like, but not a lot of people do, so I'm not gonna pick it. So now I'm down to two. Th- throw throw it out there. What what was it? Candy canes. Oh yeah, gross. I I like candy canes. I like I I like the standard just peppermint candy canes. I know a lot of people like the flavored ones. You know they have like the what Jolly Ranchers, all those candy flavored now. Um, but I'm not going to pick it because I know it's not going to give me any votes. So now I'm down to two. One is one that we make at my parents' house all the time. Like, that's kind of what we do another Christmas. You know, I feel like you see it a lot of Christmas parties. And the other one is just for at your house. Like, you don't bring it to anyone's Christmas party. It, but everyone has them at their house. So I'm kind of going back and forth. And I'm going to go with the Pillsbury Christmas Tree Snowman Elf Cookies. Oh, hang on. What? Pillsbury? <laughs> Are you no, those, about- those Pillsbury cookies that they have, like, they have the Halloween editions. Oh, okay. Okay. Pillsbury Holiday Sugar Cookies. Yep. Okay. I Now I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> so what, what, what was your other one you were deciding with me? It was are, brownies with powdered sugar. Ooh, those are good. Those are I think Nick fumbled that last pick, but I think so. But I think it's like the nostalgic of those Pillsbury, and once you make them, like they're gone in a day. They don't last you twenty four hours in the house. I was gonna say, Kate and I make them. We're twenty seven, so it's just a timeless classic. Those cookies are exactly. All right. Well, we'll obviously post it in our uh, Midwest Monsters Dynasty group chats. I'll post it online. I, honestly, this is this is gonna be pretty close. My my draft is peanut butter cookies, Hershey kisses, gingerbread men, chocolate peanut butter bars, snickerdoodle cookies. I had to have that little Debbie in there. Christmas tree brownies. Uh, you can Mason, read off mine because I just deleted my list. Mason hot chocolate pretzel squares with Hershey's and M and M's on top. Don't know the name of yet, but I might just keep it <laughs> like that. <laughs> Frosted sugar cookies, Reese's Christmas tree candy. Pillsbury holiday sugar cookies. This is gonna be close. This, yeah, it, it, I, everybody... I think just I think. Um, yeah. but I think just me getting like those the Reese's out there and the Pillsbury might bring the. I think those two can make up for the one hundred and one. Yeah, not as uh, not as powerful as Christmas vacation last draft, but no, it, no. it's up there. Uh, all right. Uh, I wrote down my starts and sits on the same note tab on my phone. Yep. So let's go in our starts and sits. All right. Well, I posted my quarterback one on Wednesday because he played Thursday and wish I wouldn't have started him, but Derek Carr, um, <laughs> it was looking like a great matchup. He was entering the week with having the most passing touchdowns since week nine. 
the Rams are just have been depleted, and he has Adams, and he Adam he, Adams just makes quarterbacks just insane, not insane, but better. And he started off the game with a deep bomb, amazing catch, and Carr ended up throwing two more picks. So Carr sucked, but he was a start for me. I'm not going to cheat. And with Lamar out, Tyler Huntley. Um, I think he's a great start this week. We saw him last, you know, last week, and he had that same, not same running potential as, as Lamar, but he is a mobile quarterback as well. And he still finished in the top 10 last week, not even preparing. We saw him last year put up good fantasy finishes and just NFL finishes, and it's a good matchup, so I think he's another start for me. My sits, I've sat in the past two weeks, but I'm sitting him this week. It's Mike White. Um, we saw him struggle in the passing game without even a touchdown um, last week, and now he's going up against Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. Buffalo wants to have revenge to keep sole uh, possession of first place. Um, I think he's just not going to get it done this week. My second sit, we sat him last week, sit him again. It is Deshaun Watson. He didn't show any sign being even remotely a starter. Baker looked better than him yesterday. Um, so I'm not going to feel comfortable starting him against a tough Cincinnati defense. Yeah, I definitely agree with your sits. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, he, he came flat right out and said, yep, struggled 700 days, not great. <laughs> so... Uh, my two starts, I technically have three starts. I took a whole backfield here, Zeke and Pollard. Uh, Pollard RB2 and Zeke RB4 over the last three weeks. They're both just on fire. They each might get 20 carries in this game. Dak, Dak will throw the ball 15, 20 times. The, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if all the starters get pulled in the fourth quarter. But before that, I wouldn't be surprised if each of them got a touchdown and over 60, 70, even 75 total yards. So if you got both these guys, start both of them. Uh, DeAndre Swift, 20 opportunities last week. His most since week one. Uh, he has seen 14 targets this past two games. It's going to be a shootout, one of the highest over-unders of the week. Uh, Mason sent me his DraftKings. He's got all he's got all Vikings and Lions in one of them. So if you got any of these guys, it's full steam ahead. Um, the my, my sits, Damian Pierce. Uh, Cowboys ranked seventh against opposing running backs. When the Texans get down early, they totally abandon the run game. Uh, he might get double-digit points because of garbage time dump-offs, but I think I think 10 points might be Pierce's ceiling this week. Uh, and then Isaiah Pacheco, uh, it's a tough matchup. Denver doesn't really give up a lot of points. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. Uh, Pacheco's not using the passing game at all, so I feel like he needs a touchdown this week for you to be happy. Is uh, this – oh, sorry, continue. I thought you were done. No, I was just going to say he's got three top 24 finishes in a row, but I, I would definitely temper your expectations for this backfield this week. Is this because you have McKinnon and you need him to go off, so you're hoping he gets all the dump-offs? Totally unrelated. <laughs> uh, my wide receivers, my starts, um, I did Adam Thielen. They're in the highest over-under game um, with the, playing against the Lions. And we've seen in high-scoring games he has been used. He's coming off a really, really bad game. Hopefully you sat him. Um, and they're just going to be throwing the ball everywhere and anywhere. So why not get a guy who can score touchdowns um, in a high-scoring matchup? My other one, he's coming off the bye week. Um, DJ Moore, I'm sure a lot of people are forgetting about him. But he put up 20 points in his last, his last game with Sam Darnold. And they're going to Seattle. Seattle... It just isn't the greatest against the pass. It's a good matchup. Um, so I think he's another good play. I know people have probably forgot about his good game since he did have the bye. 
Um, in my sits, with there being just so many teams on the bye this week, and, you know, some of them have good, obviously, guys that you have out there. You know, Packers have two possible receivers you could play. Um, Colts have one. They have two with Pierce. Saints have one. Commanders have two, three. So there weren't a lot of sits. These are more guys that I'm um, t- not necessarily timid to play, but just kind of like – I don't think they're going to have a great game. I think they're going to get maybe eight, nine points, and they are projected, obviously, a lot more. And that is Mike Evans um, is the first one. They're going up against the number one defense, and this defense knows that they need to hold the Buccaneers. And uh, just with, obviously, the backup, the third-string quarterback being in on the Niners, this is going to be a defensive game for them. They know the defense has to shut down Tom Brady. And Mike Evans isn't the PPR guy like Chris Godwin is, so he's not as reliable. Um, so I think Mike Evans, just temper your expectations. And second, in the same game, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Again, he has a third-string quarterback. It's going to be a lot of dump-offs to, pro- to CMC, Debo if he plays, Kittle. And Kittle's going to be used to block a lot in this run game. Um, so I think Ayuk I- may see you know maybe five targets, uh, and it's just going to be a lower, uh, lower game for him. Yeah, CMC and Debar are both on the good side of questionable, so I think they'll both be out there. Yeah, it was tough with so many teams on buys. Like I didn't, there weren't a lot of guys I want that you can sit because of, you know, there are probably nine receivers that you probably could start. Um, that you, you have to you have guys that you want normally out there out there because of the buys, right? Uh, my two streaming tight ends, Greg Dulcich. Uh, it's a decent matchup for for him coming off his best game of the year last week. And Sutton's doubtful. Target's got to go somewhere. Russ sucks, but he <laughs> likes Dulcich. Uh, Hunter Henry's my other start. Uh, he's on the field for 77% of snaps this whole year, which is in the top half of uh, tight ends. Uh, Arizona's given up double-digit fantasy points to the tight end position seven of their last eight games, and their one outlier came last week. So, uh Put put him in. It, it very easily could be Jonah Smith. I'm just going off of who's on the field more. Uh, and then my two sits, Noah Fant. Uh, last time he <laughs> finished in the top ten, followed that up with a tight end 19 finish. He's only been in the inside the top 15 twice all year. So I get he had a great game, but playing the odds game, it's not going to happen again. Uh, and then Kate Otten, uh, kind of along the same lines as Mike Evans. Tough matchup. Uh, Otten only had 28 yards on his tight end three finish last week. No touchdown equals not a happy fantasy owner. So there are better streaming options. And not big breaking news, but the all the two time all ACC wide receiver Josh Downs from North Carolina is going to the NFL. So just for uh, for fun football and drafts coming up, uh, an elite playmaking wide receiver is coming to the NFL. Hey, he'll be a back half of maybe one of the last few picks of the first round, early second round pick. Screams like Mason Ross team to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's go over our picks. Again, we just did, we do these Friday morning. Lines are pretty accurate. Uh, let me go ahead and refresh my ESPN one more time. Uh, my first pick, I'm taking Seahawks minus three and a half uh, versus the Panthers. I'm surprised the line is this close, to be honest. I think, I think I think some of it might have to do with Geno Smith is questionable right now. I don't think anybody's expecting him to miss the game though. So right in in a basically coin flip game, who do you think is going to win? I think the Seahawks will win by four or more versus Panthers. They don't really have anything going for them. Uh, same line minus three and a half. I'll take the Titans over the Jags. Divisional game, a flow over under. 
Uh, Titans have a winning record at home. Jags are one and five on the road. I'm taking the better team here. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to do it, but the line is too big for me not to. This is going to, I'm taking Texans plus 17 and a half. I love the big lines. Cowboys might get up by 30, but I think the, I think the Texans will just do exactly what they did, did to the Dolphins either last week or two weeks ago. They're just going to, they're just going to back end garbage time cover this game. Dallas will win by 15 points, but I'll take that 17 and a half spread. Uh, my other upset, I'm taking the Bucks over the Niners. Basically, I don't believe in Brock Purdy at all. I think the Bucks, the Bucks thrive on winning ugly, low-scoring games over under 37 and a half. I know they're on the road, but I'm I'm taking Brady over the third-string quarterback here. Niners might have the better overall team, but I think it'll, think the Bucks will win a low-scoring game here. Uh, and then my last pick, I'll take Eagles minus seven, five and zero on the road, eleven to one overall. The Giants haven't won a game since we there since. Four or five weeks ago, they tied last week. They were on a. They, they've lost the past three to four games. I don't. Uh, I don't think the Giants are who they say they are. And I think another reason why Seattle's uh, only three and a half because Ken Walker is out as well, so that probably plays a little bit into it. I mean, yeah, but I, I think they'll still be able to run the ball at ease. Yeah, no, I was just saying that's probably yeah. you were surprised on why the spread was so low. Yeah. Um, my first pick, I did Vikings plus two, um, against the Lions. I'm not a Viking believer, but I'll take, <laughs> I'll take the ten and two team against the five and seven. It's a dome. It's not gonna, no. There's no weather, anything like that. There's no injuries. Just give me the better team overall. Uh, so I really don't think I have to really go into it. Um, so Vikings plus two um, is the first one. My next one is Bengals minus five and a half against the Browns. I know the Browns beat them a couple weeks ago on I believe it was Monday night. But the Bengals are the hottest team. They're coming off a great win against the Chiefs. And Watson looks incompetent still. So I, I think the Bengals will probably win out to, by two to, you know, maybe even, you know, 17 points on it. I don't think it'll be close. Whoa, 17. Burrow's never beaten the Browns. You're giving 17 point win to him this week. I'm not giving. I'm not saying it's happening, <laughs> but I could see him win, them winning by an easy amount. All right. Uh, my next one is Dolphins minus three. I really hate betting against the Chargers because I think they can beat anyone, but they can also lose to anybody. Um, so I'll I'll just take the healthier team right now in Miami Dolphins. Um, I'm not excited for this pick, uh, <laughs> but I but I think it is going to be a great matchup, um, and it's I think it's going to be a fun one of high scoring. It's fifty two and a half over under. So I'll just take the better team right now that's healthier in Miami. Yeah. Um, the next one, I'm doing cards plus half. I think they're coming off the bye. They finally have their receivers healthy with D-Hop um, and Hollywood back. James Conner's healthy. Kyler's good to go. So I just think they're finally healthy, and they got a bye week to do it. And New England is just – they can't get really anything usually going on offense. Their defense is good, but – they're just an okay team. So I'll take the home team here. And lastly, I'm going to go opposite of you. I got to gain some ground. So I'm going to go Cowboys minus 17 and a half. Got um, it. I, I can see that happening, but I just couldn't bet that that many points. So, I mean, you talked about it. Cowboys are just far better. You could see them getting up by 30. Um, I can see them getting up by 40 and just keeping that lead. And, I mean, we've seen Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush went, went what, undefeated? when he was with the Cowboys, I don't think he's going to drop to the Texans level of play. 
Um, and Michael Parsons usually stays out there almost most of the game from what I've been seeing that his snap percentage is very high. So I think the Cowboys are just going to steamroll him and watch. It's like a 10-7 ball game. Oh, my God. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way, but just watch it. Uh, on the year, I'm 34 and 31. Mason's 31 and 34. Still anybody's game. Uh, but we got seven more matchups to uh, close this week out. We got we left off with Jags Titans. So Eagles Giants are our next matchup. Uh, Eagles are seven, obviously seven point favorites on the road. Uh, Forty four and a half over under. On the Eagles side of the ball, I don't see anybody I'm sitting. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, the only question marks Devonta Smith, but his last four finishes: thirteen point nine, thirteen point eight. Nine and twenty-one point two, but the week with six by six teams on by, there's no way you sit Devonta Smith. No, not this week. He's he's finally shown that hey, Goddard's out. I can do it. And that's what I've been waiting. He hasn't he hasn't killed he hasn't killed you, but it's just not what you wanted with all those targets being taken away with Goddard out. But now that he's shown it, fine to play him. But then obviously with all the buys, he's automatically into. Other side of the ball, I have to play Daniel Jones in one of my leagues because Lamar's out and Mac Jones is my other quarterback, so it's tough sledding. But if he Tyler Huntley. okay, if he had, I, I still probably would have played Daniel Jones. I I disagree with you a little bit on that start, but they're, they're they're neck and neck. But if you if you don't have to play Daniel Jones, I wouldn't. He could be fantasy relevant, fifteen points with garbage time, but. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I haven't heard any news on him. He's questionable with a neck injury. Have you heard yep. anything? On- yeah, his coach just came out and said that he is still – it came out today, I believe, that he is still questionable. His neck is bothering him. It's probably going to be like a game-time decision. Oh, wow. Uh, so, nine, I'm assuming 90 minutes before the game, if he's health, or if he's out there or active, I would play, obviously, Saquon Barkley. Uh, receivers, if you have to play Darius Slayton, I mean, he's got – you take – you 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 round nine point three in full PPR up to double digit fantasy points. He's got double digit fantasy points in his last six starts. So Slayton's Slayton's in the same category as Devonta Smith's flex consider or flex category here. Yeah, I think I would feel a lot more comfortable with Devonta Smith, but I mean, yeah, I think Slayton's a D, is a pretty solid play this play this week. Uh, and there's been some buzz on Daniel Bellinger, but I I don't feel comfortable streaming him in this matchup personally. No. Uh, Ravens Steelers. This uh, could could have been a fun. It was a fun matchup a couple of years ago, but this over under thirty six and a half. This keeps going down. It was thirty eight. Now it's thirty six and a half. Uh, Steelers are two points home favorites. I'm surprised neither one of us wanted to touch this game. To be honest, yeah, I I just think just with the backup quarterback, it's tough to bet on it. You know, right? Um, so I I stayed away. That's why I stayed away. So you put Huntley as one of your starts. Are you starting Huntley over Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff? No. What about Trevor Lawrence versus the Titans? Yes. Daniel Jones? Yes. Okay. I, I just want to know where the line is because I with with this low over under, he doesn't have many weapons. I don't uh he, he's gonna have to rely on his legs to to finish in the top ten. He had to do last week. Um if you look at his stats last week. He had, I believe it was 10 carries. Yeah, 10 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. And he still they still threw it 32 times, um, which is just a, you know, that amount of attempts. I mean, he was QB 15, excuse me, not QB 10, but QB 15 um, on not preparing. But still, throwing it 32 times, rushing for, for 10, 
that, that's just a lot of opportunity that I like in a mobile quarterback. Okay. Uh, this backfield, Dobbins, he, they say he looks good, but you do not play any of the three running backs. I, I don't care how many teams are on by. I am not touching this backfield with a 10-foot pole. No, it, no, Dobbins, you can't just because of obviously the injury. And, you know, if he comes out and he plays very, very well, you know, Baltimore, who do they even have next week? They have Cleveland. So if he comes out and he looks good this week, then I think he could be in your lineup for Cleveland, a very good matchup. But you can't put him back in after missing pretty much the entire season. I, I was going to say, you can't put him in this week. You have to no. just wait and see. Uh, Mark Andrews, obviously, in your lineup. Uh, other side of the ball, though, Najee's not, not, a low-end RV2 flex guy. He's, he's going to get you just uh, over, just under double-digit fantasy points. Uh, I mean, you, you can't afford to sit a guy like this with, with this many buys. I know you've been yeah. a Najee hater, but he's got to be in your lineup this week. Yeah, just so many guys on by. We talked about it with the receivers, but running backs, Cordero, Monty, both Packers, JT, Camara, both commanders. Like, that's what? What did I Eight running backs? Yeah. That's a lot of running backs. That's, it, it's a lot of running backs. So, he is in your lineup. Um, Baltimore is six against running backs right now in their last – uh, three out of four games, they've held them to 12 or less points and half-point PPR. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that Najee's just going to, you know, dud. But, again, it, he's probably not going to get you more than 14. Your life – obviously, Pat's it. Friday is in. But your life depends on it for one of these two guys to get you double-digit fantasy points between Pickens and Johnson. Who are you throwing out there? God, I feel like <laughs> – I feel like – Pickens might see more targets because he threw his little temper tantrum and they might be like, okay, let's give him the ball. But it could also be the opposite. Like, no, you're not the king of this freaking team. You're not, you're, you're, that's, you're not him. Um, so I think I go with Deontay. He's, he has seen more targets um, throughout the season. And so I feel like I'm more guaranteed points than Pickens getting a touchdown to be relevant. So one flex leagues, both of these guys, obviously depending on your bench, are flex considerations, but it, they're shaky at best. Very, yeah, very shaky. I would feel a lot more comfortable with Deontay, especially coming off of his, I believe, his best game that he's had all season. Um, let me, you know, obviously, quick fact check that. He, but, I know he doesn't have a top twenty-four finish. Yeah, he, or no, not a, it was his highest points since week three. Um, he got 11 back in week five and then 11 last week. So, but his last two games, he's seen eight and 11 targets. So I, I, I'd rather take that than Pickens who saw what two last week. Right. Yep. Two targets last week for Pickens. Uh, so yeah, moving on, we got the chiefs nine and a half point road favorites uh, at Denver over under 44. Neither one of us wanted to touch this game either. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd bet the under in this game. This is going to be another low-scoring, ugly game. Uh, obviously, Mahomes and Kelsey are in your lineup, uh, but I listed Pacheco as a sit. Obviously, if you need to start him, you need to start him. But uh, I think uh, I think the only way he gets double-digit fancy points is if he scores. Yeah, I don't mind Pacheco. I I see this. I see this kind of being a maybe a lower-scoring game, like a twenty to ten or seventeen to six. But I just think the Chiefs are going to be out front um, early and kind of keep that lead and use Pacheco more than 
what we expect and just give him 15 carries. So 15 carries is tough not to like as a, on a running back. I get it. Uh, as far as the receivers go outside of Kelsey, though, I I don't love any of them. No, it they're none of them are breaking loose. And again, it, it is a lower, it is a medium over under. But uh, like we said, it it could easily be a seventeen to seven, seventeen six ball game. I mean, that's just not a lot of points that you want in a cluttered receiver receiving room. Right. Uh, other side of the ball, I am not starting Russ, and I'm not starting the backfield. If you had to start one person on the team and feel comfortable, who would it be? Greg Dulcich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sutton, Sutton is, is, is listed as doubtful right now. He's going to be out. There's a 100% chance he's going to be out. Judy's questionable with an ankle. If he's active, I would feel fine starting Judy as a flex option uh, just because I, I, I agree with you. I think they will be down most of the game. Russ is going to have to throw to somebody. I feel comfortable starting Dulcich. I would feel fine starting Judy if he's active. I think Murray, Latavius Murray, is a fine play. Since he's taken over as the main guy, 17, 13, 17 carries. Um, and the Chiefs are one of not, – they're not one of the worst, but they're just not good against the running backs. They are 19th. Um, and last week they gave up 26.1 and a half point to P. Ryan and the Bengals. Um, so I, I think Murray, even though they might be down, they're usually always down. Uh, I think Murray, again, kind of like Pacheco will get 15 carries or so. Okay. Uh, yeah, not, not very many, uh, fantasy options I want to start in this game. So the Niners three and a half point favorites at home versus the Bucks second lowest over under the week at 37. I mean, it makes sense. It's a really <laughs> bad offense versus I know. a great defense and yeah. a Mr. Irrelevant pick at quarterback. Yeah, uh, Brady. There's definitely better streaming options this week. Oh, uh, do not. Brady no. might not be playable the rest of the year. That's no. probably false, but uh, th- this backfield, Rashad White is in my lineup every week so far. Uh, three finishes uh, inside the top twenty-four. Uh, he only saw forty-one percent of the snaps snaps last week, but still seventeen opportunities. He's getting the ball when he's out there. Rashad White is an every week starter for me, at least in the in my flex spot. Yeah, he's even though it is it is the toughest matchup that what hundred percent, but again you hit on it. He's seen the work, you know. So he had fourteen carries or twenty two, for and fourteen carries, only nine last week, but eight targets, so it made up for it. And then nine targets the week before. Um, San Francisco is an MO team against running back. The last two weeks they've given up less than seven points to the backfield, which was good for like the worst finishes. Um, but White will see a lot of those a lot of dump offs. Uh, that's not to say Lenny's not going to be relevant. Uh, he has four top 24 finishes in a row. Uh, again, 17 opportunities. This is truly a split backfield. Uh, I'm playing both these guys in my flex. I think you have to because of the buys. Like, again, we hit on it. There's eight running backs that honestly, I'd probably, I'd say seven. I would be more comfortable playing than these two in this matchup. Um, but with so many buys, you, you got to get guys out there. Uh, looking before we go to the Niners, looking at the standings for the NFC South, the Bucks are first place with six and six, but they only have two hundred and seventeen points four compared to Atlanta's two eighty eight, Carolina two thirty, which they're one of the worst teams in the fucking league, and then the Saints two sixty five. The Bucks are not scoring points. No, they're not good. They're, like, <laughs> they're not good at all. Jesus Christ, that's one less point than the Rams this year. I I, I got to do a deep dive on to see if that's actually the lowest in the league because it might be. 
Uh, other side of the ball, though, there's really no question marks. Uh, obviously, if CMC is active, which he should be, he's in. Uh, I, I get Debo hasn't been the Debo from last year, but I don't see a world where you sit him. Uh, and Ayuk was one of your sits. Not, not a sit. Um, right. It was just right. more of like the be cautious, I guess. Okay. It, so is Debo in that same boat for you then, or just Debo one step? No, because I think he'll get, you know, maybe four or five carries. So that's more, you know, opportunities. And I think he might just get dump offs. Deep ball guy. Um, and I just don't, I mean, he can be. Uh, he has a speed too, but he it's not really his game. He's more like the dump off and make guys miss and just beat him with the speed. So I think he'll see some more dump off targets that'll you know help him. Um, but it's just it's a tough matchup. I, I'm not c- confident playing really either of these guys just because of the quarterback and Tampa. It does have a good defense, but they're they're going to be guaranteed touches for CMC and Debo. Right. Uh- Kittle, obviously, in your lineup. Uh, I didn't touch on Godwin, but he's seeing way too many targets to not not be. Yeah, he's in your lineup. Uh, Last of the 3 o'clock slate, Seahawks, uh, Panthers. Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point home favorites, over under 44-and-a-half. Panthers side of the ball, Deonta Foreman, he's been the definition of inconsistent. His last five games, 31 fantasy points, 4.1. 19 fantasy points, 2.4, then 11.3 the last week before his bye. Uh, Seattle ranks 29th against the run, though. So, it, again, if you have if you have to play Foreman, I think he's a fine streamer this week. Probably finish around 10 to 12 fantasy points, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely wins you a, a week if he scores, which they definitely could, but he is questionable. Um, and if he doesn't play, I think Chuba Hubbard is a smash play. I think he he's younger. He has more juice, um, and we've seen him, you know, get some opportunities. Um, you know, he had 17 carries back in week 12 right before the bye against, you know, and 65 yards against Denver. You know, that was almost four yards a carry. And then against Tampa, um, he was RB21. He had on nine carries, 63 yards, so seven a carry for one touchdown. He has juice. Um, so if Foreman's out, I think Chuba's a really good play. I would agree. Uh, touched on DJ Moore already. Uh, other side of the ball, Geno Smith is a great streamer this week. I know he's questionable with that shoulder, uh, but he has four top 12 finishes in a row. He's squarely in every week starting, in my opinion. I was going to say, I think we have to stop putting him as a streamer. Because he I was gonna... should be, unless, you know, you have obviously like the big three or big four, like, Jot, you know, Hallen, or Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, and... I, I guess fields on by for fantasy, but unless you have like a top three guy, he's in your lineup. Burrow, there, Burrow. There, you have Burrow and those other three, he's in your right. lineup. There is going to be some question marks in the fantasy playoffs though, because he has a rough gauntlet. San well, I'm Francisco, sure he plays San Francisco, Kansas City, and then the Jets week 17. Those are three tough matchups to be streaming him in the in the eh, fantasy. Playoffs. I, I'm fine with Kansas City, but yeah, San Francisco and Jets are definitely tougher. Uh, Walker, he's going to be out. Uh, DJ Dallas still isn't practicing. Are you, is there a world where you put Travis Homer in any of your lineups? In a real lineup or? In, in not, we're not talking DK, just standard one flex leagues. Uh, well, he is in my, uh, dynasty, but again, <laughs> that's why I asked for like a real lineup, a real yeah. lineup. No, he's not. Uh, cause he was kind of questionable as well. He is practicing now. Um, he returned on Thursday. So he sat out Tuesday, Wednesday. 
Um, but no, I'm, there's no way I'm confident. This is a must-win week for teams. Yeah. And I get he was RB23 last week, but that was on five opportunities. He just got a receiving touchdown. Um, so, no. In, in a real league uh, where you're not like me and tanking and a little bit nobody else, I'm not confident. Yeah, you can't be dicking around with guys like Travis Homer <laughs> fight, fighting for your playoff life here. No. Um, obviously, the both both receivers are in. They're both top 24 receivers this year, locking DK. Uh, and I threw Fant in my sits. I don't trust him. Yep, that's fine. Uh, and to go back to your Tampa with the score, I believe they are the fourth lowest behind Denver Broncos at 166. That Houston, makes total sense. Houston 188. And Pittsburgh, 213. Okay. That, that, the first two make sense. Pittsburgh could easily jump in this week. So, so yeah. Then, then Rams have one more point than them. Uh, Sunday night matchup. This, is, this looks like on paper it's going to be an awesome matchup. I think uh, so. Dolphins minus three on the road versus Chargers. 52 and a half over under. There's not many guys I'm sitting this week. No, uh, and I don't know why I picked this game because I could easily easy see the Chargers winning. But I was surprised you picked this game too. <laughs> I know. I didn't. I told you I didn't really like any matchups. Uh, there's three big guys on the uh, on the Dolphins side with question tags, but Tyreek Hill set out with an illness. He'll be in. Uh, Tua it, Waddle logged a full practice on Thursday. He actually dropped the questionable tag, uh, and I don't see Tua on it either. So at, both running backs, both receivers, Tua. I'm playing them all. Yes. Uh, other side of the ball, Justin Herbert. He, I know he's been wishy-washy this year, but this is going to be a shootout. He's going to – you can almost automatically mark him down for 300 yards and two passing touchdowns in this game. Yeah, he'll probably throw the, the ball 45 times. Eckler, don't be stupid, RB1 on the year. Is he RB1 or is it Josh Jacobs? I in forget. full point, he's RB1. Okay. Uh, Keenan Allen seeing too many targets not to. Uh, but Mike Williams, if he plays – I I don't see a world where you can confidently put him out there week one back. No, uh, we, we saw what happened last yeah, time. Yeah, we, exactly. We saw he, he got re he re injured that ankle early in the game. Put up a goose egg. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so just I, I get it's a great matchup, but sit him. On uh, chair. Well, if if you had to take a chance on if Mike Williams is out, Josh Palmer or DeAndre Carter or Palmer. both, or would you play both? I could, but I'd be more confident in Palmer. Okay. Uh, and then Gerald Everett, great. I'm, I don't know why I didn't put him in as, as a streamer, but I feel like he should be in most lineups most weeks. But if you're deciding between Everett and my two starts of the week, go with Everett. Okay. Uh, Patriots, Cardinals. I have no – I have <laughs> wanted to stay away from this game. I have no idea who's going to win this game. <laughs> I, I could see it being a shootout. I could see it being a 17-13 game. I have no idea what's happening here. But what um, we do know is you're playing one guy from the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots are one-and-a-half-point road favorites over under 43-and-a-half. You're playing Ramondre, and you can play Jacoby Myers if you have to. Yes. Uh, other side of the ball, I mean, Kyler Murray, that's fi- it's fine. He's, he's a fine rushing quarterback. He's going to be in your lineups most weeks. Uh, the receivers, Hopkins and Hollywood Brown are both out there now. Obviously, you play both of them. Uh, I have uh, I have Hollywood Brown in my lineup over Damian Pierce type players this week just because of the matchup. Uh, but James Conner, you're playing him too, right? Yeah, you are. Again, it is a tough matchup, but he's just finally getting to what we thought he was going to be, what he was last year. 
Um, it, it, I get it as a tough matchup, but we saw Buff- or Buffalo last week. Uh, the backfield put up 27 points um, against them on Thursday night. So I, James Conner, he might not. It might not be a good football day. He might average only three and a half a carry, but he could find his way into the end zone and he sees targets. Boom, that'll do it. We this this is sad. This we're both in three leagues. I might be out in two of my three leagues. Are you are you for sure out in two of your three leagues already? Yes, I'm. I'm in. I'm for sure in and one. I'm for sure out in two. Yep. So I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm fighting for a buy. I got that two seed right now. I'm hanging on to it. Uh, but I play the one seed and the three, oh. and the three seed. He plays a team that's out of the playoffs. So. The only way I lose a buy in that league is if I lose and that guy obviously wins. So nervous on that league. And I'm uh, seven and six and six and seven, my other two leagues. So <laughs> this is going to be a big, big matchup or yeah, yeah three matchups for me. If, uh, for, for, if for, you had for, a guess, where do you think Kyler ranks right now um, uh, for fantasy quarterbacks? Um, QB 13. 10. Oh, wow. I yeah, he was a top ten quarterback. I, I'm surprised he was too, but again, it's the mo- it's the running ability that they have that he has, and just other running quarterbacks. So before we close out the show, I this is my seven and six team. I I need some advice here because I am struggling. I I have my we uh, it's a three flex league. Chris Godwin's obviously in. I need to fill two more flex spots. Uh, I kept Ben Skoranek on the bench. All he did was put up 16 points. <laughs> Kick, kicking myself there. As of right now, I have Zonovan Knight and Westbrook E. Kine, or however the fuck you say his last name, in my lineup. Would you keep those guys in your in your two flex spots over Jameson Williams and Jalen Warren? Wow, that is disgusting. I know, <laughs> and I need a win. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. <laughs> Oh my God! There's no way you win. I th- I'm projected to win by eight right now. Oh my God! I, Who do you play? Well, I have G- my other my other guys are Geno Swift, McCaffrey, Higgins, Waddle, Dulcich, and Godwin. That's a great lineup. Yeah. I just have I have Brian Robinson on by and Paris Campbell on by, which they both of those guys are in my lineup. Otherwise, the five percent of me, the devil on my shoulder, mm. is like. Just put Jamison Williams in your lineup. <laughs> oh no! I know. I'm Zonovan Knight's probably gonna stay in my lineup. He's projected ten fantasy points. I think he'll be on the field for fifty percent of snaps. He'll be fine. But it's it's the Jamison Williams problem for me. <laughs> oh god, those are just gross names. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I I can see why you're projected to win. Burrow, Fournette, Singletary, Chase, Juju, Najoku, Etienne, Schultz, and Myers. Yeah, oh, I it, I'm gonna be tilt. I I, I would I, probably keep it. Okay, I I probably will. If Burks is out, I will. But if yeah. Burks is in there, I think I'm gonna take the eight per, eight eight snaps of Jamison Williams last week and hope he uh, <laughs> he's on the field more. I know. I'm hoping you win because I should win, and then I would jump to the two seed. And depending on how this shakes up, the two seed might play the seven seed. We do. Well, if you if you win, then you oh. won't you you would be like the fifth or sixth seed. Okay. Well, yeah. It's I, I'm hope I'm I don't think I'll get into my dynasty league, but this league I'm hoping I sneak in this in these playoffs just because I my my core one through seven I feel I can compete with most teams. 
Yeah, if you win, you're locked into the sixth seed just because you're so many points behind the guy who's in the fifth spot. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. As always, that'll do it for this week, week 14. We're, we're signing off for a lot of these got a lot of these teams after this week. Sorry to you guys if you're not making the playoffs, still listen along. Uh, but follow us, ask us questions on TikTok at the Kneel Down, Twitter at the Kneel Down Pod. Go vote for my Christmas treats. Drive safe in these snowy roads. Thank you for listening. <laughs>